This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, is a developmental disability that can cause significant social, communication, and behavioral challenges. People with ASD may communicate, interact, behave, and learn in ways that are different from most other people. Some people with ASD need a lot of help in their daily lives. Others need less. Lauren Davis is a speech and language therapist and the Director of Cognitive Education at Bella Vista School. And she joins me now to tell me more. Lauren, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. Tell me a little bit about ASD. Um, I think you've given a really great description just from a theoretical point of view. Um, and, and it gives a grand umbrella just to explain what it is. But maybe I'll just try to come in and, and share some practical things that we see. I always love to quote Professor Tony Atwood because he um, is really one of our gurus who we follow. And he speaks about um, people, uh, it's not a direct quote, but this quote is about people with ASD being um, really a bright thread in the tapestry of life. And I think it's so important to look at it in, in from, you know, from that perspective as well, because people with ASD, even though they've got their difficulties, they also look at the world in quite a different way, um, which really enables us to make great discoveries, you know, as we, we go into the future in things like art and science, maths and music, all different areas. Um, that area of, of social communication and, and struggling on that level, I think we really see because one of the areas is a difficulty understanding emotions of others. And um, we call it theory of mind. So are you able to put yourself into another person's shoes and really know what that person's thinking? And, and that's quite a big area of difficulty, which can make the world quite a, a confusing place to be in. So I think that's one area. Um, one or two more I'll just, just mention now, and then we can chat more about it. Um, we often see sensory sensitivity with, with people on the autistic spectrum. And that means that, you know, things can be really overwhelming from all different senses, whether it's sound or light, um, touch, you know, so I, th- I think that that can really send somebody into a place of being extremely overwhelmed. And then also the area of special interests. So we, we often find people on the spectrum have a really an area of special interest. Some of us, think of it more of an obsession. So they'll speak about something on and on and on about it and have the most incredible knowledge about this area. And is this really a negative thing or can we view it as something that's an area of expertise, something that that person can teach us and really develop as something that is going to be something that's their area of speciality? So, yeah, just one or two thoughts just to add on to what you've said. Lauren, you talk about a spectrum, and I imagine this is one of those spectrums where either sides are very different. And I wonder if you might giving us a little idea of what you can find on either side. And Absolutely. So I think that is a big thing about this area, that it is autism spectrum disorder. So they live different levels of what could, we could call severity from a high level of severity, where we might see people who are nonverbal, who feel much more severe in this condition, to many people who are high functioning, um, who really are maybe a bit quirky, just a bit different in the world. And that's, I mean, in the work that we do at Bella Vista, we, the kids we see are, are mostly high functioning. So we work with them on their level of social interaction, understanding emotions, um, learning to get by in the day when there are changes in routine. Though those are difficult 
areas for people on the spectrum. But you are absolutely a spectrum. So you you are born with ASD. Yeah, it is something that... And is it a neurological thing? And how do you help those with it? Yeah, it's something, I mean, one of the criteria on the DSM-5 is that it's picked up in childhood um, or that it starts then, maybe, maybe later on in life when we look back, we could realize that those symptoms had been there earlier on. So it is something that's there. And I think something that we're not going to take away and through my years of experience in the field, I've really realized it's not something that we want to take away. It's something that makes a person who they are. But I, I think we, we want to help these people, kids, adults, to be functional in the world so that the world is not an extremely overwhelming place. And I think social interaction and, and relationships is something that we really need to help to develop those skills, to understand emotions, to understand what other people might be feeling, to know what's appropriate, um, to to know how to interact with others, because you know that's what people see, and that those those are some of the things we really try help our kids to cope with. Another area really linked to that is um, emotion regulation. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or in a bad mood, you know, what are the things that you can do to calm yourself down? What strategies can you use to, you know, and put in place so that you can regulate yourself and, and sort of get back to your day? Yeah, that's an important area that we work on as well. Lauren, is it easy to diagnose ASD? I think there's other quotes that say, you know, we've all got a little bit of ASD in us. Um, you've got to have enough Oh, I love that actually. I think we can all identify with, with some of the traits. They've got to be enough, um, enough factors and enough symptoms to make it ASD. Um, and I think that that's where, you know, we go to our psychologists and our doctors to do that diagnosis. But I, I think at the same time, even if there isn't a formal diagnosis and we see characteristics or symptoms, it doesn't mean we can't work on them. Um, even if there's not a formal diagnosis, you know, that we're working with. I mean, I love the way that you said we don't want to change people. We don't, we accept the quirkiness. Do you think our broader society is sufficiently aware to, to be empathetic as well and to accept quirkiness in a world where conformity does seem to be the norm? I think our world is definitely changing, but we need a lot of education. And when you're chatting about it, it makes me think of, you know, often the kids that I've worked with on the spectrum can be very honest. Um, so if you are, not feeling so great that day, maybe you've got a pimple on your face or wearing something you don't really feel great and they will point it out um, to you, definitely. Also, often their understanding of of what we say until we work with them is very concrete. So, you know, they're not always going to see the abstract meaning behind it. And I think if we don't understand and we don't have the education behind it, we're going to get offended or we're going to maybe get quite frustrated. So I think education is is so important. I think in, in every area of life, but particularly for people who are on the spectrum, I think as much as we work with them to understand others, um, it's equally important to work with society to understand, you know, their thinking and who they are. You mentioned also that um, everybody has a bit of an ASD in them. And, and, and again, it, it kind of raises for me, like, when do you know, when you're having a social interaction and somebody says something that might strike you as a little bit rude, how do you know if that person is on the spectrum or just lacked that, you know, finesse course when when they were growing up somewhere along the way? 
Yeah, I mean, it's such a great point. And I think there's so many people that aren't necessarily on the spectrum that that comes across. But I, I still think if we have an understanding that it's not malicious and it's not really ill-intended, I guess that's for all areas of love and so dependent on the day, you know, how you're feeling on that particular day. But um I think many people struggle on that level and an awareness of it helps us to cope with it and, and take it for what it is. Are there set boundaries of social or behavioral communications that can be identified that you can say this is definitely in the spectrum? We see kids, and I, I'll think of a level on, of kids, but who really are feel like they're in a world of their own. Um, I, I often quote Professor Atwood because he's so wise, and I think if anybody's looking for information, um, there's so much of his work online. He's he's got amazing books, but um, he speaks about. I'm just trying to get back onto the thread that we we were speaking. Just won't you just repeat your question for one second because I've got back to Tony Atwood. Oh, no, 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 no problem at all. I was just saying social and are there specific social communications? Yes. Sorry, sorry. I know exactly what I was going to say. Sorry about that. Um, he was saying that when objects in the world are more important than people, and I think that's a really good one because you know, I think I think for most of us, it's people that are more important than objects and communication and and that interaction. But I think when objects are more important than people and really a matter of being, you know, in one's own world, I think that's something that we we would question and we would say, is that a characteristic of ASD, if that makes sense? Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a moment. No problem at all. Where can parents go if they're looking for support? I mean, I think there are such wonderful, wonderful professionals around. And I think for our kids, often it will, you know, we'll be seeking, is it speech and language therapy that we need? Is it occupational therapy that we need? Um, is there interaction, you know, socially? Do we need to go to a psychologist? I think our pediatricians are always our great first source. Um, and then obviously our other doctors, you know, to to get more information is, is where we would go, our GPs. Um, our psychiatrist, so really a big range. Um, one people could also go to an assessment unit and um, where they do a multidisciplinary assessment to try and look at all those different areas um, that they would, would need to. And then I think also just getting information is such a big thing, you know, reading, reading up in the right places. Um, at Bella Vista, we've got also great information on our Bella Vista share website. We've got some talks available. So just educating oneself, but I think also getting support from people who are going to be able to help you. You know, we do need to look at what's difficult. Um, I didn't mention schools. I mean, our schools and our teachers are often where I could spend, you know, most of the day. So there's such a range of, I think, professionals and our, our village, you know, and I think that that's where we've got to go. When you talk about helping um, those, and I'm, I'm sure the support that kids at Villa Vista get is superb. It's probably the best, possibly worldwide, Lauren. Are the skills that you're t- teaching them and taking them, are they transferable outside of that environment? Are you making change for good? Yeah, I mean, not for good. Are you making change for long term? Yeah, I mean, that is the most important goal always in everything that we do. And I think our goal has to always be that. How are you going to take what you've learned here and use it in another environment? Uh, Work with our families is absolutely essential because we want to have that carryover as we go out into the world. 
And then I think things like, um, I was chatting to a mom this morning, you know, who's looking at, at high school placement. You, we have to look at environments that are going to be kind to our kids that have got higher level of need. So, so that's the one thing. And then the other thing is that if you are on the autistic spectrum, because it's a lifelong disorder or condition, as we actually prefer to call it, it's something that I think people have to get support for through all stages of life because you're going to be faced with different difficulties as you go through different yeah, stages and phases of life when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, you know, going through puberty, getting to adolescence, different types of relationships. So I think our goal is always how can we take what we've learned and use it for the greater good, as you've said, but also not to to think that a little bit of therapy at a young age is what's going to hold forever because there's different challenges at every stage of life, as with neurotypical people as well. Yeah, actually with, yeah, exactly. Lauren, do you, uh, is there support for people on the ASD throughout their lives when they leave school and what, what actually happens? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely organizations that do provide support, you know, places like Autism South Africa. Um, as you, you go on, I think siblings, sibling support groups are so important. Um, I know of some parents support groups that run. And then I think also for people who actually are on the spectrum to have groups of people that they can relate to and that really understand where they're at. Um, I know there are psychologists um, and speech therapists that do social skills groups, um, but definitely a need for it. And I think, you know, the more, the more people you meet, the more people are looking for that. You know, is there a place for my teenager that they can be in a group? So I, I think if there any, if, is anybody listening who runs this kind of support or who runs groups like this, it's so great to get it out there because they, people are always looking for it. Lauren, any contact details that you'd like to get? Yes, yeah, sure. I think um, our website has got a lot of information, bellavista.org.za. Um, and then you can always call our school and ask to chat to one of us if anybody's wanting more information. Yeah, we always love to share and yeah, love to guide in the way that, that we hope we know how to. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That was Lauren Davis, speech and language therapist and the director of cognitive education at Bella Vista School.